0: Hello everybody, good evening. So this week is Parashas Kedoshim, and we're going to start a series on the halachas of refua on Shabbos, so the halachas of uh, taking care of illnesses on Shabbos, and that includes really uh, four categories that we're going to deal with. One is pikoch nefesh, when something is life-threatening. We're going to discuss how you deal with that on Shabbos and yontiv. And the second category is saknas with when lailenu of something puts not a person's life at at risk, but it puts a limb at risk, which we'll discuss what exactly that includes. The third category is chaylishem Sakana, which means a person is literally sick, not life-threatening illness, but they're sick, which means like in bed or at least they need to be in bed, kind of sick. And the last category is mechush, which is all other kind of ailments, headaches, earaches, toothaches, etc. Um, which are minor ailments, but they do bother you, and that's the question is whether, what you can do and what's allowed to be done for yourself, for children, um, in those, for those things on Shabbos. So let's begin with the first category. It's going to take a couple of weeks to get through all of this, but let's begin with the first category, which is Pikuach Nefesh. When something is a life-threatening question or a life-threatening concern, and uh, when these questions come up, obviously it's uh, not always easy to access a rav, and you don't always have access to a rav, and uh, then it's very stressful to know what's the right thing to do. <clears throat> now, it's very it, the first thing to understand about pikuach nefesh about something that's life-threatening is that chazal had a very broad and inclusive description of pikoach nefesh. They included a lot in what is a concern, a life-threatening concern. Uh, things that we would not consider a life-threatening question by Chazal is considered a life-threatening question. I'll give you two examples. One example is that Chazal treat any cut, and I mean any cut that was done by metal, as a life-threatening question, and Chazal treat certain level of toothache as a life-threatening illness. I many other things, many other examples. and And the concept is like this that uh, their understanding was that a toothache can signify an infection and an infection today doesn't get us as nervous because we have treatment for it, we have antibiotics but when there was no treatment for an infection that was very very serious that was life-threatening and I, I spoke to a doctor about it and what he explained to me was that a, a, an infection on your tooth is very pl- close proximity to your brain so it doesn't have to go very far to become seriously life-threatening. And this, he says, is true even today, that if a infection on a tooth is not really taken care of, it can very quickly become something life-threatening. So this becomes a question, again, where there are many things which today we know we can treat, so we know it's not urgent, and we know it's not something to panic about, uh, so we don't necessarily treat it as life-threatening. But the point that we do have to take away is that, Chazal, were very broad with anything that can potentially cause a life-threatening situation is enough for them to not only allow Chilol Shabbos, but to encourage Chilol Shabbos. Um, Chazal actually say that a person who does not, uh, who is not Mechal Shabbos when they're supposed to be Mechal Shabbos uh, is not only that we're very angry at them, but we're angry at their Rav. <laughs> that's what the Chazalach and Shilchan Arach, it's held against their Rav for not truly... Um, Educating people that it's not necessary to ask, and it's not the time to ask when there is any kind of question of life and death at uh, 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 at, at hand or at stake. So, for for us, w- the way we look at it is that if whenever we're faced with a scary situation, which means something happened, or a person hurt themselves, or people are they're having a, a child or an adult are having symptoms which really make them scared, whatever they may be, it could be from fainting, it could be from collision with something, it can be from a cut, it can be from any any number of things, but it, it causes a situation where a person is afraid, and that uh, doesn't understand what those symptoms signify. So that is a situation where a person, with during the week, without a question, would either go to the emergency room immediately, or try to get in touch with a doctor who would probably tell them to go to the emergency room, and that's what you do on Shabbos as well. The question often when people have is, on Shabbos, should you call a doctor, or should you just go to the emergency room? Because, look, you're going to the emergency room anyway, so why call a doctor? But the truth is like this. The truth is is that we need a certain level of confidence to be able to do what we need to do. And when you go to the hospital, you go to an emergency room, it takes a lot of motivation. And not just the motivation of, you know, you have someone sick, but, you know, they're constantly questioning you. They're making you doubt yourself. And you need a lot of Confidence to know that yes, this is what has to happen. We have to push through, and only often by speaking to a doctor will a doctor tell you yes, this is what you have to do, and give you the confidence to do what you need to do. So, uh, calling a doctor in my mind is as important as going to the emergency room. They're both both of them need to happen. If you can get through to a doctor, it's imperative that you do. They can also advise you. They can help you tell what you need to tell the emergency room, what you need to make them conscious of, aware of, and all these things. So they they all both those things are. Are actions that a person should take when when they're in a, a question of of avikoch nefesh. Now, when you do need to get to the hospital, and and really this goes for all all questions of pikuach nefesh, there's a distinction in halacha between two kinds of pikoch nefesh. There's pikoch nefesh where minute to minute, it's a panic mode, right? Something happened and you have to to take care of it right away. So in that situation, the halacha is you don't consider anything, you just do means you don't consider, should I try to get a guy? You don't consider, should I try to do a shinoi? Try to do a kalach Do it differently. You don't consider, can I wait? If there's anything which is time, seems to be time-pressing to you, which means, I don't know if this can wait, you don't wait, and you don't do anything that will delay. Now, the only time that you would start considering options, which we're going to talk about, is when you know that it's not moment-to-moment question, it's not a panic, which means something is up, a child has symptoms, and you know that you can't wait until after Shabbos to take care of it, that's too long, but it can wait an hour, it can wait two hours, it can wait three hours, and that's fine. A lot of times you can know that, and a lot of times a doctor will tell you that, right? You might know from your own experience that that's the case, or a doctor will have told you that this has to get to, you have to get to a hospital, just, you know, you don't have to get in a minute, but you have to get there. When that's the situation, that's where we are allowed, and I use that language, that's when we are permitted to look for other ways to diminish Chol Shabbos. But otherwise, we're actually not permitted. So much so that there are Pais that hold, and this is really probably the main opinion in Shulchan Aruch, but there's a machelik in Shulchan Aruch, There is an opinion in Shilchan Aruch that holds you should never ask a guy, and you should never do a Shinoi. You should never try to find other ways out because we're worried that there'll come a time when you don't have time for that. You don't have time for getting a guy, and you'll delay because you'll think, oh, that's what I did last time. That's what Chazal were worried about. So that's how important it is. But again, if Halakha Lama the way we hold, is that if the situation is such that you, do, you know you have time, so then you try to find these options of getting a guy to do something, try to do things with a shinoi, and so on and so forth. Now, driving your own car to the hospital, it's permitted, but it has a problem. The problem is that you can go to the hospital, but what do you do when you get there? You can't do anything, right? You can get to the hospital, and then you have to just get out of your car. You can't turn it off. You can't even close the door, right? Because that, that turns off lights. So it's, it's, it's really... Um, uh, awkward is not only the right, or not the right word. Besides that, it is that too. You're leaving your car just running, doors open, in the middle of a hospital parking lot. But it's also uh, it's a very difficult thing to do. It's very hard to do that to just leave your car there. Um, and I know people that have had to do that, and some people are successful at doing that. And some people are not. It's it's a very very difficult thing to do. Um, primarily, if you have no other choice and you do have to take your own car, which sometimes that's the case, the Uber won't come. Uh, it's too. You don't have time for that. Like I said before, it doesn't change. You do have to leave your car there, and ideally, uh, hopefully, there's more than one uh, person going along. So one person you know goes, and the other person can just get a security guard or someone to drive it. and You might have to argue with him a little bit. Uh, some other time, I'll say this is a funny story with this friend of mine had, but the the. That that's that's really the halacha. What you have to do. You don't really have another choice because once you get there, there's no heter to do anything else with your car. Um, that's why, ideally, in all situations, if you do have the ability to get an Uber, that's the best thing to do. Now, I had other situations once where there's there's complications in taking an Uber. For example, if you have a baby, you need to take a car seat, and you also need a stroller. So, what are you gonna do when you get to the hospital? Right, you'll put the baby in the stroller. What are you gonna do with the car seat? You're gonna lug it around with you. You know, you, you have, you're going to have to run from place to place, and upstairs and downstairs, and, and downs. so elevators, you're going to be carrying a heavy car seat and your baby. And, you know, it's, it's not practical, um, and uh, you can't go without a car seat. So, it, it's a hard. It's, it's a hard call. It's hard to know what, how, to, how to deal with the situations, and there's no clear answer. Essentially, in order not to be Michal Shabbos, yeah, you have to lose your car seat, <laughs> you know, um, but it's hard. That's not necessarily an an, an, an easy thing to do. So, again, the point is, it boils down to how intense the situation is. If it's an intense situation, you just do. We go, you do, you don't care about these things, and you just get it done. Uh, if it's in that less, have it's a lesser intensity, and it could wait, so then you do sometimes have the time to go and discuss it with a rough or someone and figure out what's the best way forward. And the same thing applies to trying to dial with a shinoi or using a guy. All those things are only if you know that you have time to to consider how to do it. If you if it's if it's life threatening and it it requires immediate attention, you don't consider any of those things, and you just go. And Chazal will actually hold it against you if you don't. <laughs> So that's the right thing to do, and it's the, it's the correct way to play it. And it's not something that you can look back and say, "Oh, I wish I would have done it that way." On the contrary, that is the right way to approach it. So that's that's just the overall lesson that that Chazal want the rabbonim to teach everybody. <laughs> Otherwise, it's also getting held against them. That's very important to realize about pikuach nefesh so we don't take chances and we don't we don't delay when it's a situation of pikuach nefesh. But miutz next week. We'll get to another part of the discussion of pikuach Nefesh, which is when thing. It's not a question of being in a hospital or not being in a hospital, but it's a question of someone who has a life-threatening illness. Uh, what kind of treatment and what kind of procedures are you allowed to do in order to help that person, in order to make them more comfortable, which is applies to a person who just had a baby or is about to have a baby, and we'll discuss more about how Chazal approached that particular question. This week we were discussing of uh, when a emergency happens, how you deal with that.